0: Hello! You're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. We're sometimes fortnightly, we're sometimes monthly. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Doing great.
1: We're in the middle of a heatwave here. which Same here. Yeah, yeah. A sign of (laughs) impending ecological collapse, but uh, it does mean I've got my shorts on, so... Swings, swings and, and roundabouts <laughs> yeah,
0: of a type yeah i you might hear that i'm a bit hoarse i've uh, i'm a small horse and <laughs> i've just got a, a sore throat but i'm powering on because we have a card to announce from the forthcoming expansion yes and we're really excited to dive in incredibly excited to dive in before we start i'm just going to say there's
1: a lot of spoilers that are going to be coming where we can, we will place the card in the context of other cards that have been officially announced. But it's mm-hmm. not going to be possible for us to stay completely up to date with everything that's been announced, especially because we pre-record this podcast. And I'm aware some people might be following different spoilers and not following other spoilers as well. So we're going to not keep it. We're going to try to keep it simple. The cards we mm-hmm. definitely know are the best ones to compare it to because we know how yeah. they work, yeah.
0: <laughs> but if something particularly relevant comes up that we've seen, we can include that. Are you basically saying, don't send me a message saying, but Peter, you didn't <laughs> think of comparing it with X? Yeah, which was announced think, yeah. the day after we recorded this episode. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying, Frank. <laughs> I'm heading that's off fair. that very... the past. <laughs> that is very legit. The, one of the fascinating things about the new release model is we get all the cards at once. Yes. So trying to work out which two to put next to each other and compare is quite tricky. And it's only easy if, like, for Edge of the Earth, Sledgehammer and Cyclopean Hammer, you're like, okay, they're two weapons, they both have hammer in the name, how do they compare? But for lots of other things, it's sort of all over the place. So, yeah, thanks for that disclaimer. I agree. The other thing that you might note if you're a fan of the cast is that over the last few days, Peter has been teasing little bits of the pair of cards that we're about to talk about here, and you might have realised that we're going to be sharing a customizable card. Yes. So if you've been seeing those teasers, you might listen to this episode and go, oh, well, I know all of this stuff already because yeah. <laughs> we've shared it over the last few days. That's okay. You can hear us share our own thoughts about it. The really cool thing about recording this episode is we've not really talked to each other about our reactions to the card. So I'm no. really excited to hear your take on it, Peter. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, uh, it could well be that someone is so astute. They've seen the customisable options for the card and has managed to piece together exactly what it does.
0: Mm. Uh, so, mm. if
1: if you're that person,
0: uh, consider this a little victory lap in your honour. Wow, yeah, okay. Are you offering a prize for them to do that, Peter? No. No. This I'm wouldn't not. make sense that they would have to <laughs> listen to this episode and then go back in time a week and start... <laughs> yeah so good good that you're not offering a prize yeah yeah that's a lot of admin you've just you just yeah. proposed you've
1: just flopped on yeah, the table
0: opened a time warp <laughs> yeah oh well which was also a card we announced so there we go so because it's a customizable card we asked ffg for the rules for customizable and then praise be maxine actually gazumped us with sharing the rules and she shared them herself which is great because then lots of people have seen them and we're not trying to explain them in this episode. But very briefly, we're just going to touch on what customizable is because it's. Do you want to explain it as like to a layperson? Yeah. Not a rules pro. Customizable cards have the customizable keyword. The important thing about these cards is that they seem unremarkable but grow over the campaign, and you can spend XP on the customizable card. So it comes with a separate sheet which is also in the shape of a card and it has lots of different checkboxes and you spend XP to check those checkboxes and the customizable card in your deck gains those upgrades.
1: was yes. that? that? That sounds good. So after every scenario, you can spend as much XP as you want filling in the dots on the card. It's yep, a bit that's like... Correct. It reminded me of Perks in Gloomhaven. Exactly, yeah. And when you, you fill in... The full number of boxes next to an upgrade, you then kind of unlock that upgrade for all copies of the card in your deck. Each mm-hmm. box costs one to fill and some some kind of technical bits. The level of the card is equal to half the number of boxes you filled in, rounding up. Yeah. So as soon as you fill in one box, the card is worth one XP, or it's, it's level one rather. You'll have spent one, one XP, and it'll be level one. Uh, and you can't fill in more than ten boxes, and that's easy to remember because that would make it level five, which is the maximum level a card can be. Yeah, yeah, nicely summed up. Hopefully, that all makes sense. And yeah, y- you can also picture it if you've got two in your deck, you spent the ten XP, and you've got two level five cards. So that's how it it balances out. It, it's a lot of it feels like a yeah. lot of numbers to remember,
0: mm-hmm. but actually, when you break it down, I think it's it's quite intuitive. Mm, there's there's a lot of freedom here as well because there's another option which is that you could not include one of these cards in your deck when you build it but when you're then upgrading your deck later you could pay XP to include one of these cards Mm -hmm. and you just pay the XP for the number of ticks you want and that gives you the copies so if I wanted to suddenly bring in we've seen Hunter's Armor we've seen the Runic Axe but I already wanted some ticks I just pay the XP for those ticks and I get all the copies in my deck which is quite nice.
1: It it saves you the 1 XP kind of minimum cost for adding a card to your mm-hmm. deck as well. You don't have to add it and then upgrade it. You can yeah. you can I mean you basically get a dot free if you're adding it later in the campaign. Or yeah. rather, you don't have to pay to not have a dot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been a bit of discussion
0: I've seen about do you get both copies if you just pay for say 4 XP on the sheet and it seems like yes, you do because it would make no sense if if you were upgrading You get the upgrades to both copies, but if you were purchasing, it wouldn't. So, yeah. yeah. Again, seems fiddly to explain. My hunch is that in playing it, it will be quite straightforward. You just, you know, particularly if you have a way of recording your ticks, you know what you're doing. And what I like as well is that that the way that they have the XP level, mean that all of these cards start at level zero, so there's very wide investigator access for them. But as you upgrade them, it automatically tails off. So we're going to probably need some examples to explain this. For instance, the Runic Axe, if you wanted it to have a bunch of extra things like Script Weaver, Saga, and Ancient Power, it's going to be a level... That's a 10 tick, so it's going to be a level 5 card. So it's actually very limited who can take that. But you could just take a couple of the smaller ticks, like Inscription of Fury or Inscription of the Hunt. These are 1 XP ticks and still have access to it as... It's a guardian card, so it would be level one. So anyone who can take guardian one, you know, a Skidzo Tool or uh, William Yorick could take it. So I like that too. From a
1: practical point of view, we have had it also confirmed that the cards will be available for download from the FFG site. Yeah. At some point, I guess after the expansion's mm-hmm. out. So don't worry about having to mark the card or, or using like laminate them or using other other sheets on top. I mean, you can do a that if you want but you can yeah. just download
0: paper versions or, or make a note in a notebook, in your campaign log, potentially, if you're upgrading cards like this. The thing I noticed, this is just a little hypothesizing thing, is that the tip we were given is that you could slip the upgrade card in, if you're using a sleeve, in behind mm-hmm. the player card. Ah, but they said only if you're using opaque sleeves. So yes. I was wondering if it would have Opa- a player card back. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Finally, I'd add that when maxine posted the rules for customizable she also included some of the faqs for it and we're not going to go through all of those we've touched on some already but if you want to look at these go on twitter look up her twitter account and you'll find them and also i've seen these have been shared on the mythos discord on drawn to the flames discord i'm pretty sure it's on reddit so there's lots of places to go and educate yourself about customizable
1: I think one of the things it does potentially, this is a hypothesis, is it makes this an appealing pack for newer players to get into who have a shallower card pool.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: gives you a lot of play in terms of adapting the card to what you need it to do in your deck, and for spending a lot of XP on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're newer, you know there's there's a limited number of cards you've got access to which have like the kind of four or five XP cost attached to them. But all the customizable cards are not only a level 0, level 1 card. They're also a level 5 card. It's so, incredible in that way, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think it's nice. I think it's, it's a nice... It, pe- people like... Some people, anyway, <laughs> like
0: fiddling and, and optimizing stuff. And I think it's a nice, nice option for that as well. What I'm really looking forward to is it almost feels like too many options to get my head around in one go for any given card. Yeah. So what I'm really like is that then you have to go back to that first principle of who is my investigator? What are they trying to do? Mm-hmm. And how do I use this card to do it? And I'm really looking forward to, particularly if we do events in the future, seeing people who've running a customizable card and like, wow, I never would have thought of those three options, but that's perfect for this massively multiplayer scenario. What a great <laughs> choice. All of that's to say, it's, I think it's exciting and it'd be good to give it a try.
1: The scope for what they can do is pretty, pretty wide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, sh- should we get onto the card? Were you about to say something yes. else? Yeah. well, let's,
0: you... let's see how that scope plays out with this card, because oh. this is one of the customizable cards. I think it's your turn to read. I think I have read the first I one. I think it is, yeah. This is a four-cost asset in the Rogue class, Damning Testimony. It has an intellect icon. It's item and illicit-traited. Customizable. Uses three evidence, action exhaust damning testimony, and choose an enemy at any location. Investigate your location. If you succeed, you may spend one evidence to discover one additional clue at the chosen enemy's location. Takes up a hand slot. It's card number fifty-nine, and it has the grappling hook icon. Peter, good, excellent. I wonder what that means. Hmm. What do you think? What do you think
1: of this, then, Frank? What do you make of it? Just in its naked, raw, unforged, yeah.
0: level zero version. The, oh, and the art is a sort of big big pile of files. Yeah. What you'd imagine damning testimony to be. You know? Although, you, did, is that the damning testimony, or is it the woman in the art pointing a finger?
1: Well, yeah, it could be both. It, it feels like standing in the dock pointing finger is not an asset. Also, the theme on this is absolutely wild, because you imagine like you won't believe what the the ghoul priest said to me he admitted to to (laughs) burning down my house well yeah i mean he's a ghoul priest (laughs) the fact you've got you've managed to get him on trial in the first place is pretty impressive
0: yeah it's one of the vega vega theme connections isn't it and it's an item, I guess it's because it's item traded. It must be the pile of files. So, what do I think of it? What I'm reminded of is Fingerprint Kit. Hey, this is also exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also has three charges or three uses. It gives you a plus one intellect boost, and then it gets you an extra clue. So, what you're getting for Damning Testimony is exactly the same, except you need an enemy and you don't get the boost. And I guess the bonus you get is that you can split the two clues you're getting up. You could pick an enemy at your location and get two clues from your location, but also you can start getting a clue here and a clue there, and you kind of have more range. Thematically, I think that's a huge win for Rogue. Yes. The idea of needing enemies is really important to Rogue. The idea of doing things at range, we've seen a bit of in Rogue. It probably is a little bit weaker than fingerprint kit, if that's what you want to use it for. But what do you think?
1: Well, I mean, I, I find it hard to disagree with anything you've said. Field Agent also mm-hmm. popped into my head, which is the last card we looked at, which was another oh, yeah, four-cost yeah. asset that could give you clues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more utility than fingerprint kit, which feels like straight-up acceleration. I guess the very obvious thing that jumps to my mind is Trish. Yes. Who likes finding clues at locations where there's enemies. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's an obvious synergy. I think it's, it's just fine as it is. The illicit, it's Mm -hmm. nice to have, always nice to have the illicit trade because that's usually nothing but a bonus. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you're running
0: a fence, yeah, exactly. Fencing this to reduce the cost feels really nice. Getting this for three. Yeah. And getting three extra clues. Yeah.
1: So I think it's, it's, yeah, as I say, probably more, um, utility than, uh, strict acceleration because I think you probably still want uh, a stat boost. Fingerprint kit mm-hmm. is nice because it's like three deductions at once. Yeah. This is yeah. not like that. It's like three seeking answers at once. Yeah, um, yeah. That powerhouse three where you need an enemy. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, 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 yeah. I, but I still think it's good. I think it's nice. I like it. In, I think in, a, in that comparison, you show how big the gulf is between <laughs> damning testimony and fingerprint kit. Unfortunately. <laughs> And what I can predict is that I like what this card looks like, but I'm going to go with this is probably going to be stronger in multiplayer than obviously in solo, but particularly in solo. Anything that needs you to have enemies and that your plan is thinking, well, I'll leave that enemy there and then I'll get the clue later, I start to get the heebie jeebies about that because that's hard to pull off in solo when you've got a lot to handle. When I was trying to think of a situation where I might want to do that, any situation where you're being chased, so whether that's being chased by night gaunts around Arkham in midnight masks or being chased in a car in horror and high gear or, you know, hot footing it around heart of madness or up the hill up to for the, uh, to the forbidden peaks, mm-hmm. anything where you might end up with enemies behind you and maybe with clues behind you. This is quite nice. But I think trying to use this proactively in a sort of. I want to make sure I have an enemy at this high shroud location and then I'm going to move to this low side location and that's going to be my answer is going to be really hard to pull off unless you're in full player.
1: Yeah. Should we dig into the custom of the up what do we yeah. call them?
0: Upgrades? Yeah. The customizable the yeah. upgrades? We should. we should. And listeners at this point will be saying, but why are you evaluating this card without the upgrades? You've shown us all the upgrades already this week. So yeah, we should dive in and share that as well. Do we want
1: to alternate going down this list? <sighs> That's what I was going to suggest. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a, a 1 XP upgrade, search warrant, While investigating using damning testimony, you may ignore any effect or keyword on
0: the investigated location that would trigger. So my my instinct on this one, paying an XP for this sort of effect, I'm not wild about. And I think they come up more often than I remember, but I forget. It's the same as read the signs, isn't it? It's like, aha, this... Sometimes that is absolutely clutch on read the signs.
1: You're like, God, that is so useful to have in this exact situation. Um is, of course useful all the time just sometimes it has that extra little
0: spice yeah yeah and very hard on a podcast to remember the particular <laughs> locations that that's an important for i mean the uh, haunted is
1: obviously the the one that yeah, it springs to mind on the investigate while investigating yes that still works isn't it yeah I, that's i think it's nice that it's an upgrade because if it's one that's going to be relevant Either that campaign or that scenario
0: coming up, it might be nice just to chuck the XP on for it. Yeah. Um. If you're if Your you're copies in copies of damning testimony, get the little boost. It's yeah. It's kind of a passive upgrade, isn't it? Yeah. It, it just it. I think that's it's nice in certain situations,
1: useless in others. So it's a nice mm. one that it's cheap, um, but optional.
0: Next we have fabricated evidence. This is a two XP upgrade. Damning testimony enters play with two additional evidence on it. So
1: this feels like it would probably be more useful once you've upgraded the card
0: in other ways. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it's definitely nice to have that option. Mm. It's nice pulling it from four cost for three evidence to four cost for five. Mm. Four cost for five additional clues. That mm. seems
1: good. I'm starting to get interested. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, you know, the, the Vince McMahon meme this is like <laughs> it's the wrestling guy and there's the meme of him yeah. like falling back
0: in his chair i'm at the second stage now but i'm like mm, mm, <laughs> yeah,
1: mm, okay yeah
0: yeah worth noting damning testimony light lockpicks exhausts so particularly for this if your plan is oh great an enemy will come out and i'll just use damning testimony repeatedly to yeah, get yeah. say <laughs> six clues you can't do that unfortunately Yeah, this feels to me a little bit like Search Warrant. Uh, If you have a spare couple of XP and you're using damning testimony a lot, Mm. you just get the extra use. And I think we'll mention Fabricated Evidence a fair amount more based on what's to come.
1: Next, we have a 2 XP upgrade called Blackmail, and this lets you make a run on a server where (laughs) the corp can't res any ice if they have bad publicity. (laughs) No! (laughs) no, what this does is it gives you plus two intellect while investigating using damning testimony.
0: hmm Testimony. Here we go. Here is Yeah. The nah, yeah, this is it. This is the this meat. is the meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you turn the card into a one XP card, because you've you've spent two XP, level, so it's level one card, one. Yeah, yeah. So it's still very accessible to anyone who can take rogue level one. And mm-hmm. it's four cost, plus two intellect, two clues at a time. Mm-hmm. That is nice. That's real nice. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly because you're using an action on Damning Testimony. You're not able to pull in, you know, boosts from, say, lockpicks. So you're going to need to have either got a high intellect, like you said, with Trish, or be pulling in other commits, and then suddenly you get the baked-in boost, which is really nice. I mean, it's also almost nice, especially if you had fabricated evidence, to
1: just use this for the boost. Of course, you still need an enemy on the board... But even if you're not pulling a clue off the enemy's location, you have got a boost there, which is not to be sniffed
0: at. Yeah, I'm really glad you... First of all, start the fabricated evidence counter. That was one mention that you dropped (laughs) that. Second of all, nice that you pointed out, the effect on damning testimony, the main effect to get a clue from the chosen enemy's location, is you may spend one evidence. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a may option. If you succeed, you may spend one evidence to discover one additional clue at the chosen enemy's location. Interesting. So with
1: blackmail... You don't even
0: need to spend you, evidence. Yes, you still need to find an enemy and pick them, but you could just be using damning testimony most of the time as a four cost plus two intellect card and then using the evidence when you need it to grab extra clues. Hmm. So I kind of like how it, the card splits at that point is this just a rival to lockpicks it's giving you a boost that's it's not going to break it's not going to go away or and again that would be at 1 XP if you've just taken blackmail or is it a card that you need enemies on the board and you're pulling multi clues there's a nice fork in the road yeah next we have extort this is 3 XP so paying these 3 XP would make this a level 2 card Because you've done three ticks, so one and a half round up to two. Mm -hmm. When you successfully investigate using damning testimony, you may spend one evidence to automatically evade the chosen enemy. So this will find an
1: additional clue and automatically evade the enemy you've chosen at a location. Well, or, you know, one or the other. Or both. If you want to spend two evidence, yeah. Seems nice. I think. When I pulled out Trish out the bag earlier as being the obvious um, candidate for this, probably a bit less exciting for her Mm -hmm. question mark, but maybe more so for other investigators who can take it. Mm -hmm. And at this stage, Mm -hmm. you could also still, you could still pick up search warrant and you've got a level two rogue card, which keeps its availability a bit wider as well for classes that might not have as much innate support for evading things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like Leo Anderson for instance I mean I don't know whether you're taking this with him but just as an example he's not evading anything with his intellect with his uh, his agility anytime soon if he's extorting folks maybe he has a bit more success at doing that
0: that's very nice yeah this to me very quickly if you're going to be using the evade and the extra glue you're going to run out of evidence fast so add another Tick to the fabricated evidence mentioned tally. Well, getting that extra two evidence is no bad thing. If you are yes. thinking I want this as an evasion tool and, and as an a investigation clue tool. tool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. If you use, of course, you could just use it to evade, you know, evade an enemy yeah. and then get a clue at your location.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, say say you're a, yeah. a high intellect rogue. Maybe that's the part in the game you really need. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> I said hand in the cane. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, if you're a high intellect rogue, that you might just be like, what I want from Damning Testimony is the option of more clues or more evades at range. It's reminding me a little bit of Pendant of the Queen, because mm. that is pick a location, pick a revealed location, and you can either evade an enemy there, move there, or get a clue there. Mm-hmm. This is somewhat similar. It's find and <laughs> pick an enemy and then you could evade it you could get a clue from it. yeah so, yeah yeah that's extort. okay
1: next we have surveil uh, this is a three three check upgrade 3 XP upgrade. you may use damning testimony's ability to investigate the chosen enemy's location instead of your location. this feels subtly good mm-hmm. I think. Especially when, as you have pointed out, spending the evidence is optional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it discard when all the evidence is gone? I don't think it does, does it? No, it no. doesn't. So even once once the evidence is spent, you could still use this to get clues from a different location quite easily. Which mm. is mm-hmm. not something necessarily often just on tap on, a, on an asset. Yeah. I think most times you get that
0: ability, it's tied to some charges being spent. Yeah. It's particularly with the example of like say enemies chasing you, the idea of being able to get clues there as you run away mm. is is really nice. And this like you say, it sort of turns off the need to actually even spend the evidence. Yeah. Which is it's really cool. When we think about clues at range, one of the advantages of it is being able to get to places that are hard to get to. So either they're a high shroud and we want to use our low shroud to get them, or also the real headache is, okay, if you go in first, the enemy will engage you, then I'll go in after you, I'll then get the clues. And this removes all of that. For for some reason, I have Monterey Jack in mind, and I know he can't take any of the upgrades for this, <laughs> but that idea of being really mobile, yeah, and and then I suppose Trish is the nearest equivalent skids is probably similar as well where yeah you're just grabbing clues happily i think there's there's probably quite a few situations where that's
1: really useful um mm-hmm. if you're in an enemy thick map yeah it saves you yeah. a lot of effort uh working your way through the enemies to pick up clues mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i think that could prove to be quite a powerful upgrade especially at lower play
0: counts yeah I like that the choice it gives you as well is rather than getting one and one clue, you could just go for two clues on the same location. Yeah. So you get the fingerprint effect, but focused on where the enemy is.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine there's a. I mean, it happens quite often in, in. I'm trying to think. Does it happen in um, Dream Eaters where you've got like the towering go or something like that? And he's sitting on a location you need to get clues from. But th- that that sort of thing, you're just like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go in there at all because if I go in, I've got
0: to, He engages me. I've got to evade it. I've got to get a clue, and then I've got to get out again before he attacks me. You're spending six actions in the movings, the evades, whatever it is. It's a massive time sink in solo.
1: Or I tell you what, as well, when you do, um, you've got Seth Bishop as well. Yeah, just stand out of his secret chamber. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I can't remember yeah, that is really it. nice. Is there a, is there a keyword or, something? He, you, you don't get opportunity attacks from him, but I'm, there might be a keyword on his location or something like that that, that, that scuppers that. I can't remember. But yeah, but th- that oh, kind that of situation, just, yes. y- it could end up saving you a lot of actions of, mm-hmm. if you'll excuse the
0: phrase, fannying about. And finally, we have Expose. This is a four tick, four XP option. So if you just buy Expose, the card is level two. Straight up. When you successfully investigate using damning testimony, you may spend X evidence to discard the chosen enemy if it is non elite. X is that enemy's remaining health. You've
1: so damned the, uh, the Ghoul Priest that he just has to <laughs> slink
0: away. Oh, the, the, the Ghoul no, Priest the is the non elite Ghoul yeah, Priest. Oh, yeah. 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 The Icy Ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> icy Ghoul is humiliated and slinks away. So, uh, I'll go there. Probably you want fabricated evidence to get exposed running in any strong way. Yeah. We don't yet know at this point if there's any other way of adding evidence to damning testimony. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting if there was. Who else uses evidence? Michael Lee uses evidence, and the Hawkeye Folding Canberra Camera. uses evidence. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, a strange trio to want to add more evidence to. I mean, for Michael Lee, that's great. That's vicious blows. But, yeah. If you're thinking about using this as a I'm going to discard something big even with fabricated evidence the biggest thing you could discard is a five healther, and that's discard not defeat. So if you're using this for VP it's not going to happen.
1: It is remaining health. So Mm -hmm. that that means that it's like what? Three or five plus one damage for something like a three health enemy? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: Like someone else has done two damage to it, and then you just do an evidence and it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah?
1: That's mm-hmm. nice. Or for small, aloof enemies. Yeah, just I went being to with...
0: Whippoorwills to, to cultists yeah. who often spawn away from you. Yeah, yeah. In in, in a, uh,
1: a scenario like Essex County Express, where yeah. getting to them can be quite dangerous. Yeah, or yeah. Or you've just got that cultist... I, I, I think we once lost Midnight Masks on like the second turn, <laughs> because just a combination of mysterious chanting and acolytes spawning in areas we couldn't get to.
0: Yeah, yeah, covering the ground. So yeah. with this, you come close to the. Well, you don't even need to come close. You don't even need to be in a connecting location. No. You could, from your house in Midnight Masks, yeah. sit there with damning testimony and kill off the cultists around Arkham. It was yeah. that acolyte <laughs> who done it. Yeah. Mm.
1: I think this this is sort of where... A thing I've started to have at the back of my mind <laughs> after we saw the article is how how Carson can help. And mm-hmm. one of the things I think is really interesting is that he can... is the ability to let people act out of turn. Mm-hmm. Because this is the kind of ability that you would want to be able to take out of turn. So someone deals two damage to an enemy, then Carson allows someone else to take an action. Or they use something like quick thinking to take an action. And then mm-hmm. they do the investigate and finish the enemy off using this.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's 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 maybe one of the more niche uses of this. I sort of feel like I'd be better off put, putting ex, Extort on it before Expose.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think if you know you want your damning testimony to also be your one health enemy or your enemy finishing off solution... You're maybe going with two XP on fabricated evidence, bing, two XP on blackmail to get the nice boost, and then four XP on exposed. That's eight XP, and you're not using your evidence to get extra clues. You're you're using damning testimony most of the time just as a nice card to get clues, and then four annoying acolytes, things like that you're then pinging it with expose. And that's definitely built specifically to a specific investigator in a specific party, maybe a specific campaign. Yeah, yeah. It's a different build, right? Yeah. Like we could be comparing notes after a campaign and I say, that's what, I put 8XP into my damning testimony. And you go, oh, I, I did something completely different. I went with extort because, yeah. you know, that was I mean, more important.
1: surveil, me. blackmail, and maybe evidence or search warrant sort of spring to mind is how i would build it Mm to give me some flexibility with investigating but i can absolutely see other builds of it
0: yeah i mean that's exactly exactly it like it feels like the last three options which are extort surveil and expose 3xp 3xp 4xp respectively you you might want to put them all on it but i don't know if that's the most efficient thing to do the most efficient is to go for some of those you know the the fabricated evidence with two extra evidence and the blackmail with plus two, and then you've got a card that's really working hard for you, and then it's about tinkering around the edges of what extra abilities you want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that to me is the the strength of customizable cards and the challenge of reviewing them in one. Yeah, that <laughs> that the, the combinations are not endless, but there's plenty of combinations. And that's before we say, you know, you introduced Leo. Say we introduce Wendy as well. Maybe Wendy's running this as a card. She can go up to level two. So, yeah, do you go extort and search warrant or do you go fabricated evidence and blackmail? Hmm. So that was a three plus one or a two plus two. Either way, it becomes a level two card. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, There's so either. many variables. Yeah. yeah, it's so hard to chart.
1: That's It's it's interesting that there's that four check mark breakpoint for level mm-hmm. two.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To go back to the Gloomhaven comparison, there's a similar thing with that where when you get a new character, you might already have some perk marks because you've retired a couple or you're starting at a higher level. And there's a similar thing where I've done with my Gloomhaven group where thinking about, right, what are the first two or three going to be? And that's going to be the the kind of core upgrades to my modifier deck. And mm-hmm. then I can start adding the extra flavorful things. Whether it's, you know, remove four minus ones. It's like, right, I'm going to get this deck pruned. It feels a little bit like that with Dowing Testimony. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a lot of Rogue Zero to Two investigators just take fabricated evidence and blackmail. And that I think is a good bargain for four XP four cost, five evidence, plus two intellect, seems seems good. And it's only then higher XP, uh, higher level access rogues who start to think about, well, I'm going to add extra bells and whistles to this. Yeah, yeah. You were looking something up. Is there something? Uh,
1: the, well, the only thing I thought was, does this mean, is it um, Barnabas? What's he called? George Barnaby. George Barnaby, that's it. Is this an indication we're going to see him soon? Oh, as a
0: rogue, no less. Yeah. Or well, certainly ask access to rogue cards. Yeah. Access to illicit cards. He's a lawyer. Ask Access yeah. to cards that use evidence. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Wow, Michael Lee, Hawkeye Folding Camera. Telling <laughs> yeah. testimony. What a trio. What a selection. Yeah, what a selection <laughs> of wild traits. So any more from you? I don't think so.
1: No, I think it's all-round solid. I think it's definitely worth looking at for clue options in Rogue. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do the kind of big, showy definitely pass your test that lockpicks does, mm. and it's quite mm-hmm. an expensive hand asset for finding clues, so might not sit aside lockpicks, which is difficult because Lockpix is so good. Mm-hmm. But I think with some of those options to customise it, you could really build something that's going to work well in your campaign and in your party as well hmm So yeah, definitely worth looking
0: at, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking as well, of course, Finn is rogue zero to three, mm-hmm. but he's illicit zero to five. So you yeah, could yeah, upgrade yeah. this with ten XP for Finn and be like an evader at range if that's what you mm-hmm. wanted to do. Finn gets round on a technicality. Classic very, Finn. <laughs> very good. And <laughs> Preston can't take this because it's illicit. That's so. right, yeah, yeah. yeah he's good. Preston,
1: play it by the book.
0: So we've got, are are there any other rogue investigators that deserve mention? I I feel like Seth is not that interested. I'm not sure if anyone's playing Tony as a clue finder. But then Skids and Jenny, maybe they like it with the boost?
1: Yeah, potentially.
0: Great. Well, this is our uh, reveal, our announcement of Damning Testimony. Thank you so much to FFG for including us and sending us the card. Yeah. It's really fun to announce a card like this and wrap our heads around how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you've not seen yet, I have been speaking to other people in the community who are announcing cards and collecting them all together into a... Now it's a table. It used to be just a list of who's announcing what when. So if you're interested in seeing card announcements have a look on uh, in the show notes i'll put a link to that and you can see who's announcing and also who has announced and we last episode that we did an announcement we said there'd be more cards to come and i'm happy to say we still have more cards to come so yeah more to come settle in yeah yeah anything else you want to add peter
1: no just the usual thank everyone for listening thanks very much